Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. Dear husband, darling hubby, dawdling hottie, dorkhead, or any other extensions of this handy acronym will do, depending on the circumstance. In today's episode, I'll talk more about relationship dynamics and all the glory of how those get to play out as we make our way to living a life on the sea. I realize I've taken extended time off from the podcast during the holidays, and I wanted to update you on what we've been up to. Basically, the tactics of what we've been doing have nothing to do with sailing. We've been knee-deep in house projects and, ironically, snow. A couple episodes ago, I mentioned that there was a plot twist, and we decided to buy a house as an investment property to help offset costs during cruising. Well, that's what we did, and that's where we've been spending a lot of our time and focusing most the month of December. Part of me has been torn as to how to share this part of our story. Because if you're a regular listener, your focus is on the Bodhi part of the adventure, not some nobody's property drama. After reflecting on the last few weeks, I've decided that it definitely qualifies as the Bodhi part, because this was a major dress rehearsal and how things will play out in my relationship and all the dynamics with my DH once we get on the boat. So, wow, what a wake-up call. Let's just start there. My husband and I are remarried, so basically mostly through our life together, we've managed a lot of things separately, like parenting our kids and managing our own money. Yeah, I know, it sounds really weird since, you know, we all live together and everything, but it works out for us, or it had. For us, it was just cleaner, all things considered. Now that the kids are adults, and as we prepare for this adventure, we're doing a bunch of things to combine our life, like updating living trust together, setting budgets, figuring out a financial strategy, and all the things to do with operationalizing all the little bits and pieces and jobs. We've totally been operating as a team on the boat buying and trip planning part of the plan. But really, we're just now starting to dig into the tactical and operational bits of making it come together. The deal with this new house is that it offers us a preview of what's to come. So we buy this little house, which is fabulous, by the way, or at least I think so. Hmm, wait, let me back up. Part of our plan was to have an investment property. Then it wasn't. Then it was again. I did all kinds of research and decided a vacation rental property was not only far more aligned with the targets we set, both in terms of getting the right balance of cash flow and IRR, but also it offered us the ability to have a home base to come back to on a periodic basis, or if something unexpected happened. I was really struggling with this part. My mom is getting older, and there's things going on with other relatives. It just makes me feel like I want to know if something happened, I could come back for a period of time and have a place to stay. Okay, I'll admit, it helps now that I have a place to store my lifelong Christmas decorations and family photos. So we landed on a property we got a pretty good deal on, outside of the Bay Area, by the way, just a few hours of where my family lives. So it's close, but not next door. Lake Tahoe to be exact. 
nice mountain life, and enough of a climate difference than living on a boat to make it novel, and a fairly recession-proof place to attract vacationers at a real estate price that's still within reach. So there you have it. And by the way, it was a stunning 360-degree view, which includes the lake. Pinch me. Sunrise in the morning and those crazy pink and purple sunsets at night. Amazing. Just planting seed there in case you ever are thinking about taking a vacation in Tahoe. Wink, wink. We got it fully furnished and turnkey. I mean, it may have to do with how high it is on a hill, and the previous owners didn't want to deal with moving their stuff. It recently had been remodeled, thank God, because doing a whole renovation would not be in the cards either with everything else going on. So the first week we're there together as new owners, literally the weekend we got the keys. My DH and I started making plans for how we wanted it set up for vacation runners. Okay, and a little for us too, to be honest. My style. Focus on the big issues first. Figure out a practical fix and move on to dinner. His style. Go through every room item by item, and take every measurement and determine every possible thing you might want to do. Then start down the list. Yep, relationship dynamics thoughtfully brought to you by the makers of hell, if you ask me. Before I linger on the drama of it all, I want to acknowledge fully that the perfect approach is probably somewhere in the middle. So it's good that each of us are the way we are. But yeah, wow, that's all I got to say. Now I get what Emily said about patience in our podcast together a few weeks ago. Another dynamic that came up had to do with this managing job separate business I referred to. I'm one of those people that can make a thousand decisions on things looking at my phone before getting out of bed in the morning. I can run so fast that I can forget that he might have a say in any one of those decisions I may already have solved before my cup of coffee. He likes to talk through his decisions and collaborate on them and form conclusions together. And I just want to get the freaking things done and off my list. And there you go. When I slow down to talk through things with him, I get utterly annoyed. Like just standing there and chit-chatting about minutia is a waste of time. When I could be focusing on solving 10 different problems in the same amount of time. The picture in my mind, for those of you that can relate, is the cartoon character Pepe Le Pew enamored with the smell of flowers and intoxicated with joy. And the Tasmanian devil spinning up, kicking up dust guess who's who in this scenario. There is no doubt about it. When my husband takes on a job, he absolutely gets it done right. The right things are addressed and it comes out beautiful. It may take forever, but it's a masterpiece. When I take on a job, it will get done, that's for sure, on time and on budget, but it may not at all be pretty. In another life, I think I did triage. Fix things so they don't bleed out, but you might have to re-break it later to make things right. So that's been our house adventure over the last few weeks. Putting in smart devices, lighting, hanging curtains, you name it. Mr. and Mrs. Bickering in Bickerson City. But we're able to laugh about it most of the time at least. I guess the funniest thing, well, it's the not so funny part, is since this wasn't all in our plan when we downsized, we are now literally having to buy things we got rid of. Not big things, but stuff like a hammer, some drill bits, nails, We gave away a whole emo bucket full of nails and screws and it annoys me to no end to pay $4 a box for nails we just literally gave away. Also, we forgot we actually liked the snow and the winter and got distracted shopping for boots and wool socks and base layers and figuring out how to get season tickets and equipment to learn how to, I don't know, snowboard. Also, stuff we didn't budget or plan for. A lot of distractions. And we're back. 
So for those of you who are interested in setting up a vacation rental, I'll give you a little update. We're just going through some things with the house to get it set up and also making some changes to make it safer for people. In this area, you have to have a fire safety inspection to apply for what they call a VHR permit, which is a, um, basically it's an occupancy permit for vacation house rentals, VHR. And we still have some adjustments to make, just like fixing railings and making sure there's extinguishers and stuff. Then we have to decide what channels we want to go through to market it, how we want to manage it, how we want to make sure we get renters that don't trash the place. We now did a really bad thing and fell in love with the house, so our heart breaks at the thought of someone totally trashing it. So during the holidays, we had our family there with us. And when everyone left, we got to work on all our little projects. We got back to the Bay Area just last weekend, and reality hit. We were so much in this little Lake Tahoe snow globe bubble that we were in that we sat down to look at our Trello board and all the stuff we had to do with the boat stuff. We totally freaked ourselves out and had a big argument about priorities. Though the irony is we were both arguing at the same point. So actually we weren't really arguing. We were just agreeing really loudly with our outside voices. As it turns out, our boat is delayed a month. Oh, I'm shocked which helps us out some because we're behind in figuring out insurance and finalizing our decision on where we want to flag it, which we keep flip-flopping on, especially since now we have this Iran situation no one saw coming. The idea of now flying the Old Faithful as we're chilling in Turkey doesn't sound so grand, and I'd like to be there flying the flag that doesn't scare off any Navy allies of ours. Okay, I'll stop there. Red Ensign sounds pretty good right now, though. We're also flip-flopping on LLC or no LLC, and there's lots of opinions on the matter. This is another one of those things that sounds good in theory for various reasons, but when you break it all down, I'm just not seeing how it makes sense for us. Everyone says it's a layer of protection, but if someone wants to go after you, can't they just find you? And isn't that what your home umbrella insurance coverage is for? I don't know. After discussing it further with them today, actually we're flip-flopping back to wanting to get an LLC, so who knows what's gonna happen. Okay, so what have I learned over the last couple weeks? Well, for sure, I've learned that if you're one of those people with an extreme personality, it's good to have a spouse who is opposite of you in order to make good life choices. I'm learning to be patient and listen, and he's learning to cut corners a bit, which I know secretly makes him want to pull his fingernails out. It's the battle of done is better than perfect versus doing things right just takes time. The struggle is real. I told him my keen and creative problem-solving skills and propensity for action might save his life someday, so he better appreciate it. He didn't respond when I said that, so he must be mulling it over for deep consideration or reevaluating his own life choices and a spouse. I guess for me, it also calls out how important it is to really be able to communicate about some of these different situations openly and look for benefits and differences as a team and not dwell on or get resentful about them. It really speaks to the importance of being on the same page, not only about the house or body things, but about how you approach problems and work through them, appreciating each other's different perspectives. <laughs> We're definitely a work in progress, but growth is good because sailing is not about standing still. What about you? What issues have you and your spouse had to work through in your own journey? Visit Covert Castaway Facebook page, IM me directly, or start a conversation. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Fair winds for now.